All right, everybody, after a long break, welcome back to The Howard Show, episode four with Eric Lafanier. Hey. Now, uh, I realize a lot of you ladies might know who Eric is, but for the rest of the audience that doesn't know um, Eric, <laughs> he is one of my best friends and uh, also a very successful, not only real estate investor, but um, very successful veterinarian with your own pet hospital and like seven veterinarians or something like that six doctors yeah. six doctors, six doctors. so very very big large-scale operation um and then you've been very smart with those funds and put it into real estate and things like that now to go back let's see it'd be seven years ago when me and you first met yeah yeah, yeah. um before i was even in my real estate investing career i had bought a condo which was the start of it but at the time i didn't realize it and maybe a few months after I bought my condo, you bought the condo below me yeah. to use for Airbnb. And that's how we met. And we just kind of knew each other, weren't like, I mean, we'd say hi, I didn't even have your phone number. A few dinners, mutual yeah, friends. Yeah, a few mutual friends, a few dinners here and there, but like I didn't even have like your social media or right. phone number because I was still active duty and you're doing your veterinarian thing. And, um, and I was too poor to be your friend at the time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, military pay, but, uh, <laughs> but actually a big part of you and your friend that you had is actually what got me started in the Airbnbs right. because your friend was like, what are you going to do with your condo, John, when you go over, um, when, when you and Riz go over to Europe for a month and I was like, well, nothing. And then he's the one that got me into renting it. And then that got the wheel spinning. And then, um, Actually, after I had did that for, I think, two years, we still kind of ran to each other here and there. Then you asked me, actually, it was three years later. You asked me if, at that time, I had a small management company. And then you asked me if I would rent your house over in Seagrove. We did that. So we weren't friends. We just kind of like worked together, yeah. worked together very well. Right. You saw that I wasn't an idiot and it worked actually, actually very well. Um, oh, you so made me a lot of money, which, you know, I made you a lot of money. And then he told me actually the next time you had a different management company, they made you a lot less money. So I felt good to hear that. They sucked. Like, they weren't very good. They weren't very good. Yeah. They, they made me, I think maybe 40% less wow. than what you were able to produce on that you know, property for the summer. So huge, huge difference. So you would say I actually know what I was doing. Uh, yeah, actually, that's uh, that's why I called you back. Actually, <laughs> hey, you know what? That that's interesting because you know, you know, you know, but you know, sometimes people tell me I don't know what I'm doing in real estate. It's pretty interesting. So who tells you that? What do they know? Are they are they established? Are they solid investors? What are, what is their knowledge? You know, for them to be able to tell you that. Um, Actually, some of them aren't even in real estate oh, industry really? at all. Interesting. It's very interesting. Not right. even in real estate. Barely own one house. Right. right. <laughs> but they, they know what they're talking about. Right? That generally don't even meet my standards. But, you know, I try to help them out because right. I thought they were in my circle from, you know, maybe friendship in the military. And then um, you try to help them out and they just can't appreciate it. They think they know better. They want the money now and don't realize you don't become a millionaire overnight. It takes a little work and you know, they, get, they get upset, you know, but so yeah, did that with your house, made you a bunch of money. And then, um, I think it was, yeah, it was 2020. You hit me up again, uh, for some, I think maybe it was real estate advice. You're talking about maybe buying a house to manage it or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then we just reconnected and I was like, Hey dude, let's go to the blue Mabel and get a drink. And, uh, then at that time, I was in a really good place at my life. 
where I was with my business career, you were in a really great place oh, yeah. with your business. I mean, because you've been doing the veterinarian thing 25 years. Uh, let's see. I graduated in 98. 98. I uh, worked um, a few years at different hospitals until I uh, bought my own hospital, which was in 2004. So it's been 20 plus years. Yeah, 24 years. Yeah, so 20, 20 years. Oh, so wait, you've had the hospital then for 18 years. For 18 years, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been uh, so you know a little a bit time. about business. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And that's been the only that's been the only business you've done, right? No, I've I've done different things over the year, but that's that was my I guess, at the time my biggest uh, business. I really that's really what it's, I would say it's my core business. Yeah, that's what really it's the bread and butter. Exactly uh, got me started, put me in a position where I was then able to start investing mm-hmm. in real estate. You know, starting small with. Um, uh, actually, my first uh, my first property I purchased was a bank owned multi multifamily unit or, or building, and uh, it it was definitely an experience. I learned a lot doing that. Uh, the, the the place was essentially um, uh, I mean it was it was disaster. There was the mold. There was the water damage. I mean, I paid I paid a great price for the property. But then I learned how expensive it really is mm-hmm. when, you, uh, when you start renovating with a project like that. But it turned out great. I mean, I, I learned a lot. and Made some was, money. Made some money, yeah. 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 So we, me and you have talked about this all the time because, you know, I bring it up about multifamily because a lot of times people always hit me up because they listen to basically a podcast or they hear word of mouth like, oh, multifamily, multifamily, multifamily. So you've done multifamily, you've done regular residential, and you do the vacation rentals. Right. Which one is your pick? My preference, what's really worked for me, is is short-term rental, vacation rental, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where you make I, I, for me, the, the most money. And also, it uh, what I've done is I, I'll, I'll pick a property, own it for two, three, four years, and once it appreciates to a certain point, I'll sell it, so I'll make money on the backside as well. So you're making money as you own the property, but also again when you sell it. And then what I've done. I've done that multiple times until I was able to buy bigger and better and start buying multiple properties and really set up uh, um, what I you know. My favorite thing is really when it comes to investing is setting up stream of passive income. Mm-hmm. And that's really the real estate. I mean, real estate is a great way. You know, you know that. Yeah. And you're, a, and you're big on the passive income. You share that a lot on your social media when you're traveling. You're like, thank you, passive income for, I do. for providing this. I'm very thankful. So I guess I, um, you know, just to establish a little credibility for you, for people that don't know, um, I should have said this at the beginning, uh, Eric's rich, rich, um, <laughs> rich, rich. Um, and it's, it's a lot of, correct me if I'm wrong, a big part of that is actually because of real estate. Yes. Because the money you made yeah. in the veterinarian and continue to make in the veterinarian yeah. world, you put that into real estate. Yeah. And I know 2020 was a good year. You flipped a couple of properties. And then even 2021, wait, no, you, you bought properties in 2021. You didn't flip none, I don't think. Well, I sold, yeah, I sold actually two properties in 2000, uh, in 20 and then purchased one. Um, and then in 21, I purchased this one, actually, the, the house we're yeah, currently in. that's right. Purchased this one. And, yeah. Uh, so, and you've been buying, I mean, you've been buying, actually, you've been buying real estate longer than, than me, it, way it, longer. It's been 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. And that's kind of the name of the game with, I think a lot of people don't understand. They think they can just buy one property this year and bam, overnight success. And you've been, you've been building wealth. 
like actual real wealth through right. real estate by leapfrogging your way up to bigger properties over the years, make a, make some money here. And instead of going buy a, a Gucci bag and a expensive sports car, you buy another house and another one yeah. and another one. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and I mean, you make great money in veterinary. I mean, you make, I mean, you make amazing money, but instead of just being dumb with it and just sitting on it and not investing it, you keep putting it back into real estate and buying more. And that's where I think probably a lot of people don't do that. They maybe have a decent paying job. They don't go buy the real estate. They don't keep investing. And that's why I try to tell a lot of people, and you know this as well, but a lot of my biggest clients are like, and they have great paying jobs that they might be a doctor. They might be like, I mean, I have one guy that's a hospital owner, you know, um, between Louisiana and Mississippi owns like multiple clinics. You know, some are lawyers, some are like big pharmaceutical sales rep, but they all put their money in real estate right. to make that money like you did. And then that's allowed you to have that passive income to literally, I mean, how many places did you travel to this year? <laughs> uh, 20, I think the last time I counted is 20 plus countries, five continents. Yeah. I mean, like just uh, this year alone. You yeah, went this year to, alone. Oh, oh, that, yeah. There yeah, you go. It's not... It's not it's, and this was in the first, I think, in the first eight months. Yeah. And I slowed down a little bit. Uh, I mean, you've been, month, but. I, I, I lose track. But I mean, I know like Dubai, Costa Rica. Um, I think you went to Panama too. Panama, I mean, Colombia. you go to Montana, Colombia, um, Italy, Switzerland. I yeah. mean, you just go. And it's nice to have that lifestyle while now you've established your veterinarian business so well that you don't have to be there running it. And generally you kind of go there like one weekend a month or twice a month, things like that. And, and do a lot remote. Yeah. So my, my work schedule is really, I mean, I, I, we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at. I only work two days a month as a doctor. I mean, I enjoy what I do. I'm very passionate about it, uh, but I've been doing it for 20 plus years. So I decided to move on to yeah. other, other interests. Uh, but you know, having having the, the ability to only work two days two days a month, it's just it's just amazing, and, and getting the passive income from, of course, the business mm -hmm. and real estate. Another thing where I another place where I invest is is the stock market. So I've always thought big in stocks to build wealth, and this is from when I was you know early twenties. Um, I think somebody told me I read somewhere. Uh, to really great way to start to build wealth is to invest in a business or start your own business or buy an existing existing big business that didn't you didn't grow. Uh, real estate real estate is you know is, is proven. Uh, you know if you, you if you do it the right way, if you're smart, if you do you due diligence, you can definitely make a lot of money. And the stock market is another way. You know, so it's it's doing all three. It's 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 a great way to be able to. Um, you know, not you're not putting all your eggs in one basket, right? Mm -hmm. There are times where real estate, the last two years, real estate has been on fire. I think you know, if you aren't making money and you're in the real estate, there's a problem. There's there's so much money to be made the last two years, so that's done great. My business is booming, so that's done amazingly well. The stock market not so great, but because I'm invested in those two other uh, you know ventures, it, it really. I'm still making money even if one of mm -hmm. them doesn't do well. So it's, it's a and great way to uh, set up your, uh, uh, you know, your... Yeah, you got multiple money. different things going on, right. just all your eggs in one basket. Right. But I'm sure the audience, you know, they're, they're probably like, oh, he must be a rich kid. He came from money. He was no. born with a silver spoon in his mouth. No, not at all. Actually, uh, I was thinking about that before uh, before coming on the, on the podcast. 
you know, thinking of what I would talk about. And, and uh, uh, one thing I, I do you know, now that you're asking that question, no, I don't, I don't come from, from money. My parents were, I would say, they did, I mean, they did well. They, they gave me great advice. They, they were, you know, like, the parenting was amazing. They were there. My dad was very involved. Um, so but they, they weren't multimillionaire no, real estate developers. No, not at all. The my dad worked for a newspaper. My mom was the manager in a, a, a small law, law office. Mm-hmm. So they, you know they did, did it okay. But my parent, my mom, like for the longest time, she actually made my clothes probably until I was like five or six years old, and just because it was cheaper. You know, mm-hmm. first she, she was able to do it. But there people. There were people making fun of me because of the clothes. Right, it looked a little different. So all, all that to say that no, I don't come from money, but I come from a good family, and uh, I, you know, my my dad did some things that made me think. You know what? I, I I like I like that, but what can I do that maybe will will take it to the next level? And that, mm-hmm. that's how I get started in real estate. Or interest came from my dad uh, uh, owned just um, one uh, you would call a multifamily uh, building. Um, actually, in fact, they still live in it, so they have the main house and two apartments. So my dad would tell me, so those two apartments are paying for the for everything, right? For your mortgage, for your taxes, for your repairs, maintenance, and the the, the other apartment was essentially just money in his pocket. And that mm-hmm. got me thinking, like, wow, this is like, this is solid. This is you no, know, I can. So, uh, so my no, but this is a small scale. So, so I took what my what I saw. And I really focus. I, I remember in my, when I was a teenager, and on that 18, 19 in school, and um, you know, some of my friends were partying, having fun, and I was like, man, I, I really, you know, even then I thought, you know, I, I could do some of that, but I really want to focus on what I want to, where I want to go. So I knew from pretty, pretty early on that, uh, you know, I had little ideas, I had things I wanted to do. So it's, it started at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was obviously a lot of American privilege growing up, right? <laughs> Privilege, yeah. Or are you an illegal immigrant? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's nice. Snuck across the Canadian border, found a <laughs> found a little uh, hole in there, in the you know the the border. But no, no, actually. So I graduated uh, vet school. Uh, I was uh, the summer I turned twenty three. So it was, that's when I graduated vet school, um, and I worked for six months in Montreal, then about a year in Toronto. And I thought it's great, you know, I like these places, but you know what? I want to do something different. And so, you know, I'm going to move to the U.S. Just spend a few years there just to see what it's about, get some experience, something different. So I uh, packed my two bags, got, I bought a, 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 purchased a plane ticket, and I think I had like maybe three thousand, two, three thousand in the bank. Mm-hmm. I had a job lined up. I applied different clinics, a multiple offer, got a job, started working, and. Uh, uh, so that's how I, uh, yeah, that's how I came here. I, I provided like nothing. I, I had like just, you know, not even a car, you know, mm-hmm. it was actually, I had to get a loan. I, I was driving a shit car because I wanted to, so my, I, I've always been, it's something my parents taught me, spend less than you're making, mm-hmm. you know, save money to invest or, you know, save, save money, just put the money aside and you can start small. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, you don't need $50,000. Eventually it's great to have that, but you, you start small and you put 20% of, of your salary away every every time you get a paycheck automatically and that money grows and once you have enough then you can have a down payment for for a property or or to invest in the stock market a combination of uh, I remember the day I was like I, I think I was 21 I went to the bank or 20 
and uh, talk to an investor, uh, not investor, but invest in, uh, an advisor. And I didn't have a lot, a lot of money. I think I had maybe 5,000 to invest. And that money now that I put in, now I've put in more money since then, but this is, let's say 25 years ago, now it's worth millions. You know, so you start, you start small, it doesn't have, I think sometimes people think they can go from nothing to I'm going to own all these things and, you know, I have big money and yeah, it's great. I mean, if you, there's always exceptions, people that can reach that level in just a year or two or, or even less, but uh, it, it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. It's not hard to really just focus. So you put that 5,000 away yeah. instead of just going buying like. Gucci shoes and right. leasing a Range Rover at fifteen hundred dollars a month and <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretending no. like you're this because I mean obviously you were a veterinarian right but you weren't trying to like be this lavish lifestyle no. that you weren't like oh, I'm a doctor look at me I'm 23 I'm successful and I mean I know we talk about this stuff all the time and we see it we see all these broke people in 30A uh, especially 30A <laughs> um, most of them actually in the real estate industry who pretend to be these successful ballers and they, you know, they're literally paying, I don't know, $1,800 a month for a Range Rover while living in an apartment with three other people. That's nonsense. And they're buying these like thousand dollar outfits, thousands of dollars of outfits. And then you go on their Zillow profile. Well, they tell you all they do is sell Seaside and Seagrove or, you know, I only sell Rosemary beach, Alley's beach, and then you go in their profile and you're like, you've had three sales in three years. <laughs> yeah. <A laughs> you know, lot. your okay. total commissions show like $25,000. How are you living? <laughs> you know, and, but that image is so important and that wasn't important to you. No. And it, I mean, I, I know you now, it's still not important to you. Like, I mean, the cool thing about you is one day you could be driving your, you know, your GMC pickup or you could be driving a Ferrari or a Porsche or something like that. You know, it's just whatever you want to do. Like, I mean, right now you're just in jeans and a t-shirt and people have no idea, you know, the wealth that you've made in your business and success and probably don't even think you're a doctor or something like that, you know? Um, but I mean, that's, it's just smart that you do that instead of, I think what we see a lot, me and you is we always see people that they get $5,000 and they blow it. Yeah. Just like that. I mean, they're just like... They go and buy a very expensive watch. Yes. They go and get an expensive car just because they think you need that image. You need to look successful in order to be successful. Yeah. Um, How much is that watch right there? I'm just curious. I don't actually know. Uh, 8000 Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say like 80 bucks. But no. Okay. Well, no, mind. this one. <laughs> Oops. It's but actually, you've earned it. <laughs> you actually, you know, it's actually a gift. So oh, I, it was I, a gift. It was a gift. I didn't pay for it. So <laughs> even better. That backfired on me. Oops. <laughs> yeah. $8,000 watch in your GMC truck. Right, right, around. right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I'll say $80. $80. Well, but no, I mean, it, it's just, that's what people do these days. And then they, and then they wonder why they're not successful. Because you could have took that $5,000 and said, oh, I'm going to go buy $800 shoes. I'm going to buy this outfit. I'm going to buy some $600 sunglasses. And then I'm going to go to the club and spend 1000 bucks. And then, then you, they wonder why they don't have any money. And then they play this whole victim, like the whole system's against me. Yeah. Whereas, like, you're French-Canadian. You're Canadian. And people can say what they want about that. But you didn't grow up in the culture 
in I guess you know in America, you you have some struggles coming coming over. It's not just like fluid. There's gonna be some things, no, some it, language accents, things like that, and yeah. then you basically just bust your butt instead of pretending to be a victim or just saying, hey, I could just pack up and go back to Toronto or Montreal and then just try to make it there. And then, I mean, look what you're at now. I mean, you have a house in Seagrove. And when I say in Seagrove, um, what is it? Northeastern Lake? Dude, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> That's a long so, story. There's, there's, a, there's an inside joke on that. But you have a beautiful um, multi-million dollar house on Eastern yeah. Lake. And and then and what's cool about this is I guess is this is a good reason why me and you are such good friends is because financial freedom allows you to do whatever you want and like when I invited you to come down here last year you came down here and then wound up staying like two weeks and then you're like dude I want to buy a house here and then you're just like bam like I think probably within two months we got you this house right here which has been a solid investment because you've been you'll rent the house in Seagrove in the summer, make a ton of money. I mean, last year we made like hundred something thousand in two months. And then you could just go, Hey, I'm going to go to Dubai. I'm going to go to Brazil or I'm going to go hang out in Naples while that house is making money. And really you don't want to be on 30A in the summer because no, it's, it's too it's busy. busy right? it's, it's crazy busy. And then this house, you're like, Hey, I'll go hang out down there when I want. Or, you know, in the wintertime, when it's busy here, I'll rent this house and make a bunch of money like yep. I did last year. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you know what? I'll go hang out back in Seagrove or I'll just go bounce around wherever you want. And I think, I know that's big for you and me, but like the money's nice, but if you don't have the freedom to enjoy it, it's, it's kind of useless. Like if you're just in your job nine to five every day of the year because you're a CEO of a company making, I don't know, half a million, million dollars, I mean, is it really... I mean, is it that great if you're stuck in like a town you don't want to be in and you can't go do whatever you want? Right. Whereas like the financial success has given you that freedom to do whatever you want and take your family to Switzerland or wherever you want to do, you know, or like just go buy a Ferrari if you want to buy a Ferrari, <laughs> you know, like, or just buy a house. Don't you take know? me to the Ferrari dealer again. <laughs> Sorry. Try not to. That was, that was my fault. But you know, but you didn't get there in the first two years. No. The first five years. You worked hard in the veterinarian and yeah. building your real estate yeah. empire yeah. to where it got you yeah. to now. It wasn't, nothing was given to me. It was, it was a lot of work. I mean, I, I worked, I couldn't tell you how many hours it was. It didn't matter. I, I did, you know, I, I worked the amount I had to in order to be successful for my business to to become what it is today and what not just my business but this, what, whatever I was focusing on whether that real estate or, or the stock market but you know when I um, I was in my 20s when I when I purchased the hospital and I, I was I was pretty young and very inexperienced even with business and I remember at the time I was sitting at a table sign about to sign the paperwork to for the loan to purchase the uh, the hospital and at that time was such a huge number I like I, I I couldn't even like I think I was not really I mean I was comprehending what I was doing obviously but it was just like and I had nothing right so I I, I had no collateral I had nothing so I was like well I guess I'll sign this doesn't matter if I don't make it work because I have nothing to lose but <laughs> you're already at the bottom <laughs> but it was it was a big amount and it was like in my 20s anyway so I had to pay that every month like you know, whether or not you're busy, you know that you have, you know, expenses, loans. So 
and uh, so I was building my business. I was also very passionate about what I'm doing, you know, being a veterinarian and helping the community, helping my patients. So I was focusing on 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 practicing on a business. I was like 24/7. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I did what it, what it took to put me where I you know where I thought I wanted to be, uh, which is today is where I'm at. So you were actually being the boss. You weren't pretending to be the boss. No, early on, I, I don't do that anymore, but yeah. you know, early on, yeah, I had to, I mean, I was, I was, I was the doctor, I was the manager, I was the boss, I was, some things I was able to, to delegate, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I was doing, I was doing a lot of things. Just so trying I, to make it work and figure Trying to make out. it work, I, I, it worked out, mm-hmm. um, but I, I did make a lot of mistakes that, you know, cost me money, but then you learn not to do that again. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've had more successes than you know than 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 uh, I don't want to say mistake. It's never really a mistake. It's just a uh, learning experience. learning experience, right? <laughs> I, I've, lo- I've lost money in my mis- in right. my learning experiences. <laughs> yeah, I've lost I've lost good amounts. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I remember it's you know it's not to you know necessarily talk about this too much, but the stress, the you know the the knowledge that I was. I was it. I was the person that you know everybody depended on me as far as the business concerned. Mm-hmm. And you now you have the bank that they want their money, and so. Uh, but it was uh, again, like I said, oh, you know, luckily, it, but not luckily actually. It's just uh, work. It worked. It I was mean, work. It's, yeah, it's not because you were working. How many hours do you think you were working a day when you were uh, in your first couple? Okay, of years? so let me let me some weekend. So we're, we're so my business, a hospital, you know, so in their hospital. Yeah. It's in the emergency hospital. We're open twenty four seven. We weren't at the time. It, it, it grew to now. It's twenty four seven. But back in the day, there were weekends where I was the only doctor that could work. There was nobody else available, so I would show up on a Friday night at six p.m. and we'd be open till Friday morning at eight a.m. So if you want to count how many hours that is, that's how long I worked. Now was I was able to some nights to sleep here and there. But it was, you no. Know, so I didn't do too many weekends like that, but I did enough. And it's, you know, so I don't know, 100 hours a week, I, I can't, Yeah. I can't say. So you didn't, you didn't have time to go, like, take pictures on the beach and pretend no. like you were... No, actually, the good thing is I didn't have time to spend money either. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it also made me realize I don't want to do this forever, you know. You know exactly. I, I, uh, it, it wasn't fun. I mean, it's great, you know. Now I look at it, it's like, holy shit, how did I manage to do all that? I did, while I was in it, it mm-hmm. it's just... You're doing it right, yeah, but, but it's. Uh, and I think that's what the a lot of people don't that don't see. I know your your background, and you know we, we share our work stories, but people see your lifestyle now, and they're like, "What does this guy do for money? He just travels around." When you do go to work, you post all the animals that you <laughs> you do surgeries on, which is really cool. I mean, yeah. if you, I'll have to put his Instagram on there, but like when he's doing the surgeries and what the animals are coming in for, and the and showing the X rays. I mean, it, it's really cool. I mean, you'll have dogs that get, you know, run over by a car or get shot or eat like eight rocks. Like they just eat rocks or socks yeah. and you have to go in there and get them out of their gut. It's really, really, really cool. Um, but, you know, people see you traveling around and they're just like, oh, who's this, you know, rich person and things like that. And, and I kind of get a little bit of that now. People just think like, oh, you know, John comes from real estate family and things like that but they never saw the years and didn't even care to know who you were when you were working those 20 hour days and busting your butt and working for years and years and years no one was looking to you for advice because i guarantee when you bought that first multifamily property no one was probably like hey eric tell me how to buy a multifamily property (laughs) like so you know 
basically, I guess the answer here is hard work pays mm-hmm. off. Not pretending to be a hard worker, not pretending to be the boss. No, not posting a photo of yourself on Instagram that you're, you know, boss, whatever, at yeah. the beach, working. Yeah. It's obviously not real. I mean, it's... Office it's, view of the day. <laughs> I mean, like, every time I see that, to me, it's just a red flag. You know, I roll my eyes. Like, come on. I mean, it's, it's not I mean, how it works. I guess just to give it help maybe the audience a little bit here, the people are like, man, they're really kind of like making fun of these type of people, but... I think it's just because Eric and I run to so many people like this and they try to BS us with their lifestyles and they just want something. And it's generally your money. And you just see right through the person. You're just kind of like, ugh, you know. So we have basically a book of red flags. Book um, of red flags. You know, and a lot of those are the ones Mm -hmm. that are always posting like boss life and, you know, things like that on their social media. And then, you know, they're the ones that are in the background asking us, I don't know, for money to invest or do this or they need a job or, you know, can you pay for me to go here on this trip, things like that, whatever it is, you know. So, yeah, we just, you know, those people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're always asking, like, how can I make it like you? And it's like, well, maybe if you stop pretending that you made it on social media, yeah. you know, if you Put just work. get to work, right. actually do real work, yeah. not make a post on Instagram, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, that's I see, why. I see that a lot, where people want to be a certain level, but mm-hmm. they really don't have a plan to get there, and also they don't really want to put in the work. So that's that's pretty unfortunate, and just, uh, but you know, you and I know that. Oh, we've talked about this yeah. stuff a lot because you've actually tried to help those people before. You're like, hey, do this or <laughs> right. you know, put this together, and then they just never do it. No, they, often they don't, they don't do it, and I've also helped them financially, some people financially, for to get their business started. And I'm always like, I want to help people grow. You know, I want people around me mm-hmm. to be successful. I like to share. You know, if I can help somebody, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's always, uh, I, I like doing that. But every time I've done that, I've never, it's never worked out. You never got a return. Never got a return. It never worked out for the person either. Mm -hmm. It it, it just. Shocker. It it never works out. Shocker. So I stopped doing that. Yeah, that's kind of like what we were talking today in the gym. Um, Jim, Eric's also my my workout buddy. Um, It's hard to basically try to help someone when they're at the bottom to bring you where you are. Right. And as we were saying, we want to be, we want to grow with the people that have already figured out how to help themselves, and then we can really grow from there. But when I got to stop and get you from the very, very bottom, because you're too, really, you're too lazy to want to do it yourself. You're just expecting like me to reach down and pull you up. Like it slows everything so down. But even if I do get you to here, if I don't keep like basically force feeding you, you just fall right back down. Right. So people like you and me and our, and our other people in our group of circles, we want to be around the high energy, high caliber, high performance people that are like, Hey, I started from the bottom. I got to this level of success. You know what? Your success is very good. My success is very good. Let's put that success together. And then we can just go to the next level. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not trying to like, Oh, I need you to help me get there. It's like, we're going to help each other go to another level exactly. instead of one person trying to pull that person up. I think that's where a lot of people, I have noticed some people get upset when you, I don't want to say you refuse their help, but you try to help them and they just don't want it. 
and I know I've talked to you about this a lot, but, and this has happened to me a lot in the real estate, but I, I go out, out of my way to try to help someone put my energy, my time into it. And then it just backfires like it does, it does right. with you. And they just make up some excuse and they start bad mouthing you. And you're like, well, I told you, I told you to do this. I told you to do this. And you didn't listen. You thought your way was better. And they're just so confrontational because they just think that, you know, they have this king mindset and I'm the king and, you know, my way is better. And then it's just like, okay, well then. Well, then do it your way if it's Do it better. your way, you know? Right, yeah. And then they'll go bad mouth everyone and be like, oh, you know, you know, you suck or, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing or. You know, he didn't help me. I barely made any money or things like that. And you're like, well, I told you to do this for years and you just never did. Right. So, yeah, no, I, I know we have this, we run into that a lot. But it's interesting to, when you run into those characters because they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. comes down to it. You really think about it. They're all, it's the same. They're all the same. Right? Same characters. Right. Same people. Yeah. They're they're gonna they're the ones preaching all day about how to be a winning mindset and do this and become a king, become a queen. And then they're just not, it's all, it's all just a fake lifestyle, right, right? you know, but yeah, no, enough about those, those losers. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah, no, too much. We don't have time about those That's losers. Yeah, we exactly. could, we could do like hours of episodes on, on, on those kind of people. Um, so also in real estate, um, let's see, I sold you this house yeah. and then I'm trying to think it wasn't probably too much longer after that. I think it was very soon after that, you, you said, you know what, I'm going to get my real estate license. And I was kind of shocked that you never had it before because like I said, you've been doing real estate longer than I have. And even the stories you would tell me um, when you used like a different real estate agent, you would know more than they did. And they would try to basically kind of like BS you and be like, oh no, like I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real estate agent. I'm licensed. And then you'd be like, oh no, actually this is what it is. Yeah. So. What was it, I guess, were you so mad at your last real estate agent <laughs> that you got your own license because he was just so bad? Well, it wasn't good. It was, it was really, really bad. <laughs> That's not why. <laughs> that actually made me one reason. It, it was me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did a great job. <laughs> no, but I did have, I did have some uh, agents that were less than stellar. Um, over the years but no I, you know obviously after a while you realize i realized well i start I, my knowledge you know was increasing and in some cases i did know more than my agent and especially when it came to uh investment properties not every agent is you no know, knowledgeable and after i've done it so much so many properties i you know i i could i could tell which what property is good and i could also read through the lines when i see a listing it says this is what it will do and then you look at you know your return that doesn't make any sense but if your agent is not knowledgeable if you don't know that yourself you're gonna you can get a really bad deal so so you're saying just because you're a licensed real estate agent doesn't mean you you know everything about investment <laughs> properties no. well you know i mean the, the they, they didn't teach you that in real estate school i took i took the, the you know the class and the test so i know for a fact they don't tell you much oh, weird <laughs> so uh you know anyway after a while i'm like my knowledge is increasing and then I started to purchase properties that were worth more money and I'm looking at those commission commission checks that I'm not handing out, but you know, the money I'm paying out. Yeah. 
That could have been the furniture in your investment. Well, exactly. Property. I could. The last one, I could furnish the entire property. I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna take the class. And how hard can it be? I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like they let so many people in real estate. Um, so anyway, sure. that put in the work, focused on that for however long it needed, and uh, to get my license. And I'm excited. This is my first listing. It is your first listing. First listing. And you're making money. Yeah, I'm making money along the way. I uh, owned it for a year and a half now, and I've actually um, made quite a bit of money. Paid all, actually paid the you know the, the paid for the remodel of the house, paid for mm-hmm. the the furniture, uh, made some money. Obviously, paid all the expenses, mortgage, interest, all that, and now I, I, it's under contract, and <laughs> um, uh, for a lot more than I paid for the property. Mm-hmm. So I'm again making money on the back end. You'll make hundreds of thousands on the flip, and actually, it makes money um, tomorrow because it rents. Right, exactly. and then and exactly then right. with that passive income of the rent, you're bouncing over to Brazil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why you know, book my flight, and I'm going to Brazil. I'm not sure when I'm coming back. You know, whenever I feel like it, I'll come back. Um, Thank you, passive income. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very thankful, like yeah. I said. Um, but that's that's why I told you because. Um, <clears throat> I actually remember we were at um, oh that really good place down there in Third Avenue, that good restaurant. Oh, I forget the name, but it. it started with a B. Um, we were outside having like a Negroni or old fashioned, and then uh, you brought up about wanting to get your real estate license. And you've, pr- I know you've heard me say this before, but a lot of people, I always say they're not going to be good at real estate, right? Because they just don't have that life experience, they don't have that life knowledge, or I just don't think they're going to be able to control their daily actions or control their clients, which as you know, we know that's those stories about agents not being able to control their buyers or sellers right. because they just get walked over and their buyer and seller don't know anything. So now it really becomes the blind leading a blind license agent. And I told you from the very beginning, I was like, dude, I would love for you to get your license because one, you just, you're very good at how you carry yourself, your confidence, how you speak. But the bigger part is you can actually speak from your own personal experience right. on investment properties right. in a very wide, broad range from multifamily to residential to short-term rentals. Like you actually understand it more than, honestly, probably, let me just throw a number out here. You probably understand vacation rentals more than 90% of the actual licensed agents. Let's just go with Destin and 30A because they only repeat what they they hear. Right. They don't actually understand like, this is what it's actually going to take for this to be a good rental property. Here's the amenities you need. Here's the here's the furniture you need for the inside of the house because that furniture is going to get destroyed in the first few months because it's not good enough quality. You actually understand all these things and can speak to it right. and then actually say, hey, my rental property made X amount of money. This one's going to do the same thing because it's the same kind of style quality and you're not just basically hearing it and repeating it. So that's why I was like, Dude, I want you on the team. I want you in the real estate because you're not yeah. you're not dumb. <laughs> well, thanks for your vote <laughs> of confidence. Um, no, I, um, I, you know, again, experience. You, I've learned so much, and like you said, I know. I, I look at a property, and I know okay, this is this has what it takes for a property to rent well and make money. And like you said, a lot of agents, I've seen it, a lot of agents don't know that. And so if you're agent, if you want to invest and you don't have an knowledge, your agent doesn't, like you, like you said, you're blind leading the blind, you can end up purchasing a property that actually will cost you money to own. So then it obviously becomes a bad investment, but yeah. but it happens. I mean, it happens all the time. You've told me stories and I was shocked. Now, I guess I'm not like 
Giants. I mean, you, you probably saw a pretty good amount of it. Um, so, long story short, uh, Riz told Eric she was going to rent his house in Seagrove last year. <laughs> and then was like, you're going to come live at our house down here in Bonita. Um, I don't know why she did that. Maybe she double booked a home or she, something. I can tell you. So, she calls me and says, hey, I need to, would you rent your house? And I said, I can. I'm staying here. I'm not going <laughs> to rent it. And so, whatever. Okay. So, and then she calls me. I think she texted me or calls me. No, first time she texted me. The second time she calls me and like, hey, can you rent your house? She had, I think, uh, double booked the house or, or somebody had. Yeah, I think that's what and, it was. Uh, but you know what? At the time I thought, you know what? She calls me and I said, you know what? Yeah. You know, I'm going to rent the house. So I I did pack my shit, took the kids, and then we came here, said your mm -hmm. house for... Uh, yeah, because I remember uh, I was riding my... I had just texted you. I was leaving on my motorcycle to go to your house, which right. is like a 20-minute drive. And then we were going to drive down 30A. And then... From that point to when I got to your house, you, you answer the door and go, hey, I, um, I'm renting my house. And I was like, what do you mean? You're like, uh, Riz said I'm renting my house. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, but it was great because you, as we were hanging out down here in Bonita, which was great because we'd hit the gym, paddle board. That was amazing. Mushrooms every day. It was like one of the best summers ever. And that's where we got really, really close. But you got to see a lot of the stupidity that I got to deal with as a broker dealing with not my agents because they're great but uh um yeah. dealing with these other agents because yeah. at that last year that i mean we were doing i don't know 15 houses a month closing or whatever so you would see me dealing with these agents and nonsense or even just like rental projections were like they would contact me and say hey i want i told my client this house can make like two hundred thousand dollars in rent and i'd be like well that neighborhood doesn't even allow rentals and they're like, what? And I'm just, and you were seeing this, and I remember you were kind of shocked. I, I, you were shocked to I, see like agents really that. don't know what they're doing. I'm like, dude, they, they really don't. And I think that's, you know, there's that saying, that it probably gets overused, but it, it really matters on who you work with. And it really does, because if they sell you a property and you can't even rent it, I hope you got that in writing, because uh, I know a guy that happened to. And they told me it was going to be a great short-term rental, and then they couldn't short-term rent it. And then he had nothing in writing to prove his case, and he got stuck with that house. Yeah, so right. losing money, big time. You know those things happen. Like, you know that, that everyone has their specialty in real estate, and you just have to kind of find your niche. And I don't know. At least for me, and I know for you, we get our experience from actually doing it. Mm -hmm. Like I never wanted to tell people, even though I had my my great vacation rental company up in Destin 30A, I never wanted to tell people down in Bonita, like, oh, you should buy this house. It's going to make great rental income until I did my own personal house. And I'm like, oh, wow, I can actually make, you know, ten dollars to $15,000 a month in this house. I can be knowledgeable and base that off these other houses, yeah. which is like what you did here. Right. And now you have that experience because you also do Bonita and Naples. You do Destin 30A and you understand that experience. But like if someone were to come to me and you and say, Hey, I want to rent, you know, a house in Jacksonville. We're going to be like, no man, idea. I don't know. Like, right. sorry. Like, Hey, I'd love to help you out. I'd love to make that commission, but I'm not just going to BS it and pretend like, Oh yeah, well, I, yeah, I'll let me get the answer. And then pretend it's just, it's a joke, which I think, you know, I think we see that a lot mm -hmm. in this career, but I mean, you're not really, um, you're like, you're, you're kind of like how I was. And when I first started real estate, it, it's not a full-time gig. No, no, it's uh, the hospital is your full time yeah. gig, but 
and some people will, will badmouth that and say, oh, well, he's not a full-time agent. And you could just be like, well, I have bought and sold more real estate than you've ever sold in your life, personally. <laughs> and you know, I yeah. know what I'm doing on, you know, on the investment side. Because I've seen that a lot. People are like, oh, he's not a full-time agent. You know? And it's just like, yeah, but you're a full-time agent, but what do you do? What are you selling? What are you, right? Other than waking up at four in the morning and telling everyone that you're up. It's like, okay, but what are you doing? <laughs> what experience do you have? You know, things like that. And that's where you don't need to be a full-time agent if you're actually good. You don't have to be. You could be like you where you're like, I can buy and sell millions of dollars in real estate a year, which is great, make some extra money there through my investments, but I don't have to be a 24-7 agent. I can pick no. and choose when I want to work. I'm in a good position that I can do that and that's what that's you know that's what I that's what I want to do. I don't want to I want to create more income, more passive income. I don't want to create more work. So my you know so not only do I so I'm all about making more while working less, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? I think you know it's it's a great concept if you can make that work. Working less to go do what you enjoy. Right. To to really so so ultimately everything I'm doing whatever it may be, I, everything I'm doing that generates income is allows me, it gives me the freedom to really focus on the things that I really like, that I want to do, whatever it may be, you know, mm -hmm. I come up with an idea, I'm going to learn how to kite surf, you know, that's why I'm going to Brazil, I, I went to Dubai, I learned how to skydive, I just decided, you know, I woke up, you know, I'm going to skydive, I went to Dubai, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. idea I have, whatever your idea would be, you know, you can do that, you're the same, you can... Um, I mean, it's nice when you're just like, I'm going to go to Italy for a month. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Or I call you up and say you want to go racing cars uh, in February, and you're like, "Yeah, dude, let's do it." And I booked a trip, so it's uh, so yeah, it's, it's uh, well, that's it's, right. Yeah, we're doing a Porsche experience yeah, up in Birmingham. Yes, yeah, in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Skip barbecue uh, course. That, yeah. that should be uh, that that's should be gonna be fun. cool. Right. So, so I don't, uh, you know, like I said, I'm in a good position where I can. I don't have to to work full time, don't have to wake up at four in the morning to do whatever. Although I do, I do work, I do wake up early and I'm always working in the morning. That's when I'm most focused. And productive. Right, productive. And then the rest of the day, whatever, you know, whatever needs to be done. But a lot of time that's just me time. I do whatever, you know, I like to be outside, go to the gym with you mm -hmm. or paddle boarding or. So um, you don't wake up and then just start like scrolling through Instagram and TikTok videos and TikToks no. and <laughs> no 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 wake up um, stock market my business I look at the financial um, if I'm really more involved in real estate I'll, I'll I, I don't as much now but but I would look at the hot sheet new listings so you know and it doesn't take a lot of time you know that yeah it really isn't if you're focused you can you know it is you can be in bed for an hour just scrolling through fate you know whatever like social media you just wasted like so much time doing nothing yeah or your time can be used to be more uh, more productive but that's you know it's that's that's true what they say like successful people they usually get up early in the morning <laughs> i don't know if it's true but but i certainly uh you know I, I i do think that's i think for the most part that is definitely true right especially if you're going to be like in the stocks like if right. you're not up when the stock market's going or early trading man, you're so far behind, right, right, right. you know, like, I mean, when I hear people like, oh, I didn't wake up till like one o'clock, I'm like, you're 35 years old. You know, I, um, I, and it's interesting you brought that up because recently there's a couple of people I, I met and their lifestyle is like, how do you like, it's saying like, wake up at one, one in the afternoon, like, 
I mean, ah, it's mind blowing. In, in her forties, yeah. <laughs> like why? But yeah, no. So but I, it also it comes down to your pro- productivity level, right? In the hours you're awake, right? right? So just because you're up at four in the morning doesn't mean you're actually being productive. No. I mean, like if you're just sitting there on social media looking at people's stories and and not doing anything productive, I mean, what a waste. Like Riz is one of the few people that doesn't wake up early, but is highly successful because the hours that she's awake, she's working and she works all night. So like when we had the, well, we still have a vacation rental business here and she works whenever she needs to work. So I would literally see her on the sofa at nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night as we're watching a show or movie and she's negotiating with people. She's talking to them, she's yeah. responding it's to people. Working. So it's not like, but she doesn't wake up at four in the morning. She's waking up at nine, right? And she's not even being productive until her second cup of coffee by like nine forty-five at best. But those from that time to maybe midnight, I mean, she is productive. She's working, 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 working. But also, her business doesn't require her to be up at four in the morning, right? Right. <laughs> you know, whereas me, I like to be up um, early, usually before the sun. Oh, I like to wake up with the sun, and I like to get a lot of my work done and business done. And then usually you and I would hit the gym and that kind of sets the tone for the yeah. rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And it gets a lot of things done. I mean, just like how you and I are, we're doing the new build here in Benita. Oh yeah. I'm so excited about that, bro. I'm so excited That'll about that. That'll be amazing. That's going to be really, really good. So Eric and I, um, and with the builder who actually built my house here in Benita, um, we are, we bought a waterfront lot, um, a street over from where my, my new house is. And uh, we bought it from the hurricane damage, tearing it down, and we're going to build a new house. So that house will be ready probably 18 months, mm-hmm. probably at best 18 months, somewhere between 18 and 24 months. But, I mean, massive house, three-level house, and then hopefully we'll sell it for around $4 million. $4 million, yeah. It's pretty solid for... Uh... Not a bad payday because uh, <laughs> we're probably going to get about a 60% return on our money. Right. And that, that's that's where, you know, we've talked about this. I think you and I are on the same page. It's our, that'll be our first. Actually, I'm really excited about this. I thank, thank you for offering me the opportunity uh, oh, yeah. to invest with you. I Actually, I, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I'm really excited about that. I, I don't usually, I know you don't usually work with partners. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of reasons why I've, I've, I've had partners before, but I didn't know them, right? Yeah. I didn't know my partners. Now, so with you, it's different. We've known each other for a long time. We work really well together. We've done business before. We've done business before. And you've seen me in those kind of uncomfortable spots with property management or something on a contract where I'm not just like, you know, F you and like walk away. Right, right. right. Yeah, and plus, you know, we're we're each putting the same amount of money. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have, like, if you get an apartment, you know that you need somebody that has skin in the game. If they don't put money in, forget it. If it's going to be, Oh, I'm gonna work this off. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Every time Sweat I've heard equity. That, it's never worked out. Never, mm. not once. So no, no. So that's uh, no. This is good, and you know, you're right. I I don't. We've talked about this, but I don't like to partner with people because you and I have both done partnerships in the past with other people, but it it's the same thing. It never works out. You know, like you're always. They say they're going to do all these things, and then they don't do it. Something in their life changes. Then they, oh, I need money. I got to do this. I got to do that. They're not financially stable enough to be a partner. And and you've seen this happen to me a lot, but I get approached by a lot of people who are like, hey, I want to invest with you in, into our property and real estate. 
And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll just sell it to you. And they're like, oh, why is it not a good property? You don't want to invest with me? And I'm like, no, it's just because, I hate to say it, but like, <clears throat> well, one, the return's probably not enough to excite me. Right. But two, it's just like, I don't think you're financially stable enough to do that. Because they'll come to me and they say, hey, I got, I got $50,000. We should go buy something. You know, I can put down money. And I'm like, but that's like, is that all your money? Is that your living? That's everything? And like, I don't want to do this short term. I'm trying to do something long term. And the people I have done those partnerships with early, early in my career, it it never plays out to what it, it right. could have been. Right. You know, it, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And that's why Riz is always like, well, we don't partner with people. Um, but with my builder that I had here, uh, Rob, um, with which Edge, Edgewater Builders, he did such a good job working with me over the last year on building my house i was like man i really like this guy and the bigger thing was i saw before we me and him ever even got in talks about building a, a home was i saw this guy's work ethic mm -hmm. you know he's a big multi-billion dollar builder and has been for a long time and he's at the job site almost every day you know he's putting signs out clean your mess up do this and his quality of work and finish is right. just top notch right and then with you and me you know you know I basically worked for you as a property manager before. So you saw that side of me where, you know, I didn't make up excuses when things, cause things go wrong in property oh, yeah. management. Something's like, Something breaks. Hey, this broke. <laughs> Sorry, man. You know, like things break, things happen. You're going to have those uncomfortable conversations because it's going to be about financials. And that generally means me as a property management company is going to lose <laughs> some financials on that. And instead of just me making up a bunch of excuses to you, I'm like, Hey, don't worry about it. We'll send someone, we'll fix it. I'll pay for it reimbursed whatever and then also like on buying this house because this was the first yeah, this is the only house i've ever sold you yeah this yes, is the only house the i've ever one, sold yeah. you and you saw how i was with the contract how i dealt with inspections and after that and then even just setting up contractors so that is more difficult in my opinion than what we're doing on this whereas it's like hey we're putting up our good earned money we already know the builder's quality. We're going to build this, and then you and I are just going to go advertise this house and push it really hard to sell. Mm -hmm. um, so, no, I'm, I'm really excited about this because even for me, yeah, this is my first new building too. Yeah, I've so. done a lot of remodels, a lot of flips, but I've never done, like, from the dirt up building. Yeah, that'll be my first one. Like, like you said, a lot of remodels, which is a great way to make money. will be my first build, mm -hmm. and uh, that's really exciting to me. And hopefully... Well, just it'll be like the first of the first of yeah. many. I think it's and then even like talking about skin in the game. Even the builder is putting the same skin in the game as right. we are, which right. I think that's huge because a lot of times the builder, yep, because now he wants to get his money out of it. He wants to actually build a house as fast as he can. Which you and I have seen this all the time with contractors. You put the deposit down. And then they're just like whenever they, they they'll, they'll get to it. Yeah, they get to it. <laughs> they'll right? get to it eventually. They're not motivated. Right, but right, right. if the contractor had to put the same amount of money in there, you know, then they'll be, oh man, they want to get the job done. And also gets paid when the house actually sells, which, you know, is, exactly. is, uh, no, it's it's uh, I have a great feeling about this. You gotta have skin in the game. Right, and I think absolutely. that's where a lot of times the partnerships just aren't gonna work out because someone's like, Oh, well, you got a bunch of money. How about you put up the money and then I'll put in like 10% of it or something like that or they're like oh I'll just be like the sweat equity of it and you're just like yeah funny you mentioned 10% I've done that a few times and guess what 
How did that work out? Not well. Not well. There you go. <laughs> because what happens, and I'm told by the person that holds 10%, well, you're responsible for 90%, so if you lose money, I don't care. You know, lines, you know, things like that. So Yeah, and they're only losing 10% of right. money, not 90%. Not 90% of money. It's so easier to walk away from 10%. A lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> you know, and yeah. So, yeah, it, I'm. you are the first person I have partnered with. Man, I'm trying to think of how long it's been. Definitely in like five years. It's been uh, about the same for me. I think the last, watch well, my last partner was, I had two in a real estate transaction. I purchased, uh, actually that worked out great. Um, uh, with, uh, it was with um, Justin and I. Uh, yeah. Justin Young. You made money, yeah. I made money, actually. Yeah. I, we, we own a condo together. So I did, I did a few partnerships and actually a few times it worked out great, but we didn't own the properties very long. You know, we, yeah. we owned, we owned it for a year, made money. It's, again, the same thing. Turn and burn. Made money, turn around. And it, it's just, that worked out great. And then we moved on for, for, uh, whatever reason. But, uh, yeah. Cause a lot of times when it comes to partnerships, there's a lot, there has to be a lot of good chemistry there. Yeah. I and mean, you have to be able to talk through difficult situations and yeah. not, you know, just get diarrhea of the mouth and right. start burning bridges. Yes, but that's why also I've learned, actually I have a partner in another business and I've learned from previous partnerships. That one, I, I did like, not like, but I had a, everything is written down, operating agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can't, if we're not getting along, well, it's on writing. So we don't, we can't really argue if there's a problem. It's never been an issue. Yeah. You want to try to avoid issues, but if there is one, mm-hmm. if you have an operating agreement or a partnership agreement. Yeah. That really uh, can save a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, speaking of partners, I actually, uh, um, like with the title company, that was something different for me, like partnering up with people or like me coming into like their partnership, yes. right? And even at first, I was kind of like, man, I was, I was definitely kind of like on edge about trying to like, you know, because I mean, that's, that's my money, that's my time, that's my energy, that's my, you know, my business. But like when I met those dudes and the chemistry was there, just like right off the bat, and I, I wasn't getting that bucket of red flags. I'm like, okay, you know what? These are good dudes. They're not like over the top. They're not like, they're not going to, you can tell like when someone's probably going to panic or freak out in a bad situation, or they're just going to like start burning bridges. And I think that's probably overlooked a lot because people will maybe not really know someone so well. They just, or they just kind of show what they want to show. And then as the money starts tightening down, they just start showing their true colors. And you're like, you are not the partner I thought you were going to mm-hmm. be because like now you're trying to like basically screw me over for like $500 or thousand dollars. And you're just like, wow, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, it's interesting how that, how that stuff works out uh, with, with partnerships. You think you know someone and then you do business with them and then you're just like, I hate you. Yeah. You're the worst person in the world. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I've certainly experienced that. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a, not a unique, uh, unique experience, but that's why I like the group of friends we now have. Oh yeah. We're all very, our group similar, of friends are very right? tight. I mean, we have different backgrounds. Obviously we come from very different places, but we, we do have a lot of, you know, I think I like you, you know, you come from, you, you weren't born rich. Uh, I think you pretty much told me when, when, when your bedroom was in a bar, right? It was a hayloft. Hay, hayloft, right. That's a, yes, exactly. Extension ladder to my room. But, you know, no so, walls. Right, no yeah. walls. So, 
I mean, I did have, I did have, I didn't, mine wasn't a barn, but it's pretty simple, you know, this pretty simple lifestyle, modest, not millionaires. No, 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 no. But I think it also, it gives us a different perspective and maybe more of a, like, I'm not out to get anybody, you know, I, I, I want, and I've always been the same way. I've always went in business. I was conducted my, you know, myself in a way that, um, I'm, I'm honest, you know, I, I don't want, I want people to grow with me, right? I want, mm-hmm. I want to help out people I can. I want to be, Hey, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to stab you in the back for a dollar, you know, or a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, you know, yep. why would I want to do that? It's just, uh, but there's so many people, unfortunately, that... And we meet those people yeah, all the right, time. Right, right. Like, all the time. It, 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 it really does shock me when, I, when I'm... Well, not anymore. It doesn't really shock me anymore, but... I mean, I guess even sometimes you you might know someone for a couple of years, and then you see how... You find out their true colors. You find out what they've really been doing right. in the background, and you're just like, wow. And, like, man, I, we are going to have to wrap up because uh, we have to go pick up our friend from the airport... But um, we're going to have to have you come back on and do multiple episodes because me and Eric talk about a lot of things and we could even, we could dive into this one for hours, but we talk about like um, on this subject about especially, especially male friends on who we allow into our, like our inner circle, you know, like we talked about this on my birthday when we were hiking on mushrooms up in Georgia. Like I had that kind of outer circle of friends who were they're there and they had the potential to get in that inner circle, right? And from experience over life, I want to see more of them, their capabilities, what I want to see them under stress, things like that. Right. I want to see their true colors. Because just because I've, I've known someone for five years doesn't really mean I know them. How many hours have I put into that relationship to actually know them? Whereas like me and you, I mean, we basically lived together for two months, over yeah. a whole summer we got to know each other really quick we're together 24 7 you're one of the few people that i can actually be in a house with because you're not nasty yeah <laughs> you know you're not dirty you, uh-huh. you you clean up after yourself you're not a slob you know you're not you know noisy things like that that's why like even riz was like oh hey i really don't mind have eric living that's here she's good. like she's like i actually love having eric that's good i was there for two months you know it's great you know because like i've had people live with me for like a week and i'm like i can't stand enough. you get out of here yeah but we talk about a lot of of our talks when, when we go out paddle boarding or hiking for five, six hours in the mountains, we talk a lot about, you know, what we expect out of our, our especially our male friends, what we expect out of our male friends who are going to be in that circle. And, um, yeah, I mean, we could, we could dive into that for a long time with, with we man spent hours talking about it. That was just, just to wrap it up. The last thing I want to say is, uh, pertaining to that is I was shocked. I'm very surprised when I realized that, People I thought, you know, male friends, I thought they were my, my friends. They really mm-hmm. weren't, and they were behaving in a way that that's just like, I, I never, I, I didn't think that jealousy issues from, from men. I was like, I, I didn't think, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think we've both seen that. Um, I mean, even dudes that I thought were like inner circle from the military, you would think they'd be happy that their boy is doing something successful while also trying to help them be successful. And then you just start hearing all this, all this shit talking. Oh, you know, he's lucky or this or this. And you're just like, wow, really? You're like, I thought we were boys because you still act like you're my boy, you know, but then you hear things that only they could know. 
And then you're like, Man, that's how they really feel about me, you know? But they still just want to be, I don't know, they hate you, but they still want to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand that. If I don't like somebody, I don't want to be around them. You yeah. know, why would I want to do that? But no, I, I, I... They'll hit me up every few months. Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. What's up, bro? Like, we should, we should hang out. I'm like, do you really want to hang out? Like, do you? Like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird how... But then once you once you see that character and then you, you can recognize it with other people and you're like, ah, I get it. I right. get it. So all those, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Okay, dude. Well, right. I appreciate you being on the show. Um, definitely giving your story about where you came up from and things like that because, you know, you didn't you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth and no. you worked your way up into real estate by doing veterinarian, um, and still do and still make great investments in the real estate industry and and you also sell real estate now um and i mean it's a great success story because not many people get to the level that you got to and you're not done that's the other thing you're you're i'm not done you're probably I, going I, harder i'm i'm I, I, <laughs> the last year and a half i really realized you know i i i can really you know where where you and i could go it's mm-hmm. just there's no limit yeah. and uh but i wanted to do it in a way where it doesn't impede my you know my yeah. lifestyle so smarter, smarter with your time exactly. so you're, you're doing more with less time that's right. really what it is. You're, you're doing right. more with putting less hours into it because now you're smarter right that's why i was kind of joking like oh i'm kind of semi-retired now since i sold the business but i'm like no i'm i'm actually making more i'm doing yeah. more but i'm doing it smarter with my time yeah, i don't exactly. need to be there for 15 hours a day because now i've built so much experience i know what to do and, and be more productive with it. You know, I don't have to be the guy scraping popcorn ceilings anymore like I used to. You've done that, right? I've d- oh, I've done that Dude, a lot. I've done that too. It's laying, fun. Floor, laying LPV floors, painting yeah, walls. Painting. And you know, I've, I've done it, you know, but now I don't. Demo you know. stuff and I'm like, you know what? Exactly. I don't want to do this forever. That's not, it's not fun. That was the stuff where people saw that and no one was asking me for advice. They're like, <laughs> oh, John's covered in drywall dust. You know, like, you know, no, everyone thought I was a loser back then. Like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing in real estate. He won't flip that. Oh. And then, you know, three years later, they're like, Hey man, can I get a job? Who's the loser now? Yeah, like, oh, so you're doing really good. You know, and like, yeah, I know. I, I've been called a loser a few times when I was there. Oh, okay. I short, know. short, bro. Like, okay. I think we could do a whole episode on people calling you losers. Oh yeah, probably can. Like probably a can. whole episode. Really, it, it really shocks me when when people when I hear those stories it's, about people saying that about you, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, wow. People don't know, that clearly don't know me, but uh, yeah, it's just. But you know, we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. The motivation, you know, you get from that sometimes. Oh, yeah. it's like, oh okay. Well, let me show you. So, hate drives me. Hate yeah. drives me. Yeah. Hate fuels me. Yeah. You know, because oh, yeah. I mean, that's I could go a whole episode about that, about how hate has fueled me my whole yeah. life. You know, but like, if you ever want to get me remotivated, do something to piss me off. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like, tell me I can't, oh. and then I'll be like, "Oh, really? Watch this. Watch, watch this. You Let know, me show like, you. yeah. Hope you like that in my story. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Like, let tell me that. You know, like, oh, that's you, awesome, oh, you suck at real estate, and I'm like, oh, really? Like, that's weird because I just sold my real estate company, yeah. and then you know, here's me getting into my plane, taking yeah. off, and then oh yeah, guess what? I'm the broker for a billion dollar company. Must yeah. really suck at it. Yeah. So and you get to your, you get your Lambo, and then. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's wagon. just it's just funny when people they criticize you, and I'm just like, it's almost like, who are you? 
Like, yeah. you know, like, it, yeah, it, it's mind-blowing. The haters, man. I love the haters, I do, though. too, actually. Dude, without the haters, I got nothing to, like, fuel me. Yeah. And, you know? and like, I need yeah, it. Exactly. It just makes me, like, just like, oh. Just that little extra push that, you know. Yeah, it's just like, man, like, now, now I just want to do something. I just want to do something to show you more to it's piss like you a, off. a big fuck you. It, it really is. You know, like, it really is. But in a fun way, you know, for us. Like, I feel like a lot of times I'm pretty calm on social media, and I'm like, man, man I, sometimes I just want to show this just specifically to target that person right. just be right. like yeah you know yeah so yeah right. i know, I know we roll. got we got to run to the airport and get our friend and, and get out of here if not we would just keep going um because we could do this for hours i mean honestly we'll have to just set up a camera and a microphone as we're just having like some bourbon or a cigar or a joint or something like that that sounds good and then just hang out and that. do this so um okay that's in this episode four dude i appreciate it all right man thanks um, for the invite appreciate yeah, it and then well, I say I'd see you later, but we're literally going, and then we're going to go get dinner, and then Let's do all it. that good stuff. All right, later. Peace out. All right.